Welcome to Force for Growth. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. And today we are going to be talking about, are you actually making progress? How do we measure it? So it'll be a juicy topic. So stay tuned. Let's get started. What you got for us? Measuring your progress. Why is it important to measure your progress? Oh, I'm, I'm well, bad at this. Let me start off by I'm not that good at measuring progress unless it's in my face. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I have a feeling to like tuck my tail in between my legs right now. Like, oh, bit. why are we going to talk about this? Uh, why are we talking about this? Let's just change the topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, no, no, no. But okay, okay, okay. Why is it important? Let's just talk about that first. Why is it important to measure your progress? Why does that matter? Because if you're not measuring it, how do you truly know you're making progress or not? And so that just tells me anything you could be thinking if you're not measuring it is probably not fact. So let's back up and get our facts lined up, you know? I think I heard it somewhere say, if it matters, you measure it. Yeah. If it matters, you measure it. I think that's one of the sayings that I've heard before. If it matters, you measure it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, and it's kind of, what did we hear Tony Robbins say last week? If it's, is it a preference or decision? You know, so if you've actually decided this is what you're going to do, the next step is to schedule things, to plan things, to make literally line up the needles, your needle movers. So as you do this over here, you know, like, okay, I'm a quarter of the way to my goal or, you and just make up a scale. And the thing is, I think a lot of people, perfectionist procrastinator here, a lot of us, try to make this perfect scale right when we start. Here's the deal. You don't know what it's going to look like halfway through until you start. So stop with the perfection hesitation. Stop it. Okay. But you can do like a practice round like, hey, I'm going to hit these four needles and then, you know, reevaluate or whatever. And that can be as easy as like just put on your tennis shoes and, you know, walk to your driveway. It doesn't have to be go run a mile every morning, you know, so and then repeat, right? One of the things that one of the important reasons that you want to measure your goals, measure your progress is because if you set a big goal, you got to have these little milestones. Mm -hmm. I I re-shared that nugget this morning. It's a good nugget that I totally forgot about is measuring your milestones. Mm -hmm. You have to measure your milestones because if you set a goal to run a marathon or a triathlon or whatever, and... If you set a goal, a milestone to say, okay, I'm going to get to this speed and this time, then you're not feeling so overwhelmed by, okay, well, I got to get that. Right. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm bad at that. I'm bad at that. I, I'm bad at setting milestones. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm learning how to take the feedback and, you know, but it's, I constantly feel like I'm changing out methods right now, but I do commend us both because we're approaching it head on, even though we haven't figured out our official system. Haven't figured it out, but it's important. But those milestones, like even just thinking about it, if I think of some of my big goals and break it down into doable milestones, Mm -hmm. like, okay, if I reach this milestone, then I'm going to be like, okay, yes, I feel I'm feeling good. Yes. Right. Yeah. Jesse had a great comment. She said, yes, if you don't measure your milestones, how do you know if you're moving towards your goal? Mm. And that's an amazing question because I do want to highlight what she's also not saying bluntly here is if you aren't measuring it, you could very easily be moving away from your goal. 
in that, you know, maybe you have this subconscious loop telling you why you will never get it or it will never happen or something like that. But if you spend all this time thinking on it, we feel like we're making progress, right? But are we really, are we really, you know, we all have to take that question personally and really apply it, not just ask it, right? And so milestones just, is just keeping you in check, right? And if you know you're moving slightly backwards or you are having that negative self-talk, I mean, oh, that'll ruin your goal more than anything else. So I do want to highlight if you are not consciously applying milestones or, you know, little pointers for yourself, you're by default moving backwards, possibly. Yeah, so just so. give it some kind of direction. And it's measuring the milestones and then celebrating those milestones. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm still working on that, but I am getting better at celebrating. And for me, I had to reframe what that celebration means because it's not a big like, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Because to me, to me personally, that feels fake and phony. Mm -hmm. To me, a celebration, I have to kind of bring it back down and say, okay, I did good. That yeah. was good. And that that's also celebration. It doesn't have to be this big old fanfare. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that I struggled with with the celebration was that... I always feel like when people say, celebrate the little wins, celebrate the little wins. And I'm like, uh, that's just too little to make a big celebration for. Like, why why would I want to throw myself a parade over such a little thing? Right. right. But that doesn't have to be it. So if you're all about making the big fanfare for the little goal, for the little win, go for it. But for those who struggle with that, like I did, just acknowledging that you did it. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's a celebration. That's it. You don't have to like celebrate doesn't mean do it just like anyone else. Exactly Correct. what I think. That's a very healthy perspective he's taking because he's also looking at, well, how does Ricardo feel in this moment? And that's not... I could tell him to do all the Courtney things and Jesse things and all that, but nothing's going to move Ricardo like Ricardo in that moment, you know, and that's like it's for every single one of us individually. And so it's just... you. You have to just keep consciously, it's at 1% better. So it almost, your method could change every single day, but are you getting up and taking that next foot forward and learning that lesson, you know? And Jesse just said, celebrate doesn't mean stop. Yeah, Correct. so celebrate, that means, you know, get up, try your best, celebrate, get a good night's sleep so you can do it all over again, you know? Because if you really put off, I, it's just, I see this holding off to be great until later. Who said future you has more time? Who said future you has it more figured out than you do now? You know, so it's just all this robbing your future that you could do now. You know, it just adds a whole nother layer to procrastinating. But I mean, you're conditioning yourself. You're conditioning yourself. So it's not really the pattern for that individual goal. It's the pattern for the rest of your life. And do you want the pattern you're on or not, you know? And one of the things about this particular topic is we were very specific is measuring your progress. We're not talking about measuring progress towards your goals. We're not talking about measuring your progress towards whatever. We're just talking about very simply just measuring your progress towards anything. Courtney, what is something that you're working on that is not a goal that you can measure progress with? Let's chat about that. Let's give give me an example. Okay, uh, decluttering my house. Decluttering my house is one that it. Uh, I I would say I can measure progress because it's a feeling I get when I walk into a new area. Okay, but for example, we're taking a back room and going to make it 
my official filming space, my studio, you know, call it the verbiage that makes you excited. And, but there's a lot of stuff in this room, right? And yeah, it's so over the course of the weekend, we made it our goal to build the biggest pile we can for bulk pickup. And I have a large pile out in front of my house. So to me, that makes me have a smile on my face because I'm like, whoa, look at all that stuff we decluttered. I get to call the city and ask them to come pick it up. That's amazing, you know. But back to that creates time and space for me to do what I want. And so then you just look back, or I do, on the clutter I do have. You know, it's it's cool if that's a project sitting there that you fully intend to do. But the longer that sits there, that becomes this loop of, oh, I. I plan to do this. Oh, when I have time, I'll do this. And it's just this pathetic default, you know, self-talk that it falls into. And so it's just like little projects, you know, I'm a crafty person, but if I can't do it right now, if I don't intend to do it in the next few months, why am I making time and space for it? Just get rid of it, you know, and that will open up. And if I want to go back and do a similar type project, awesome. But hanging on to the old crap is not me being me right now, right? That's me holding on to old Courtney, whereas I'm just committed to let myself flourish, whatever that means. And if I end up, you know, picking up a similar project, awesome. But right now, it's about but it's progress. Yeah. And that, progress. And that you can pile see, of crap you, was you, progress to me. Correct. You can see it. Like, you can actually see it and be like, wow, that is a big old pile of stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? oh, and it feels and, so good. And that's what we're talking about is really just taking the time to measure your progress. And a couple of the things that you can do, one of my favorites is I have the Streaks app on my iPhone. It's called Streaks. It's a habit tracking app. And you just simply check mark that you did X habit. You did this thing. And it gives you statistics. It gives you stats. It gives you percentages. It gives you reports. It gives you all these cool things that you can actually measure it. Mm-hmm. How does that do for your mentality? Like, how have you been enjoying using that app or what do you notice? Well, when I first started to use it, I did. I had like 15 things on there and that didn't work out too well. <laughs> and I think that's one of the big things that a lot of people do is when they get a habit app, they put everything on there. It turns into like a to-do list, yeah. right? Okay, I got to do these 15 things every single day. And then, so then I was just like, okay, let me start over. So I just deleted everything. I uninstalled, reinstalled, back to zero. And then I was like, let me just do one thing. Let me just put one thing on there that I just have to check off every day. And then I was like, okay, that's pretty good. So I started with my new greens. Mm. So I started to check that off. And I was like, okay, let me add one more thing on here that I can check off every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I just have three things on there. I love. And that. that's all I have. That's all I have. So what right. what's that going to look like whenever those three things are habit? Would you add more? Would you keep them on the list just so you can check it off and get that little brain dopamine oxytocin high that you did it? Uh, I think I would. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Because I just look, I get so frustrated because I just add so much. And then I'm like, ah, oh, that's just more stuff. And then the notifications, like it'll notify me on my watch. Hey, have you done X, Y, Z? It'll be, it'll ping me on my phone. Like it'll, it'll alert me. And I'm like, oh, you know, so I have to make sure that it's manageable. Yeah. If you're measuring it, you got to, you, if you're going to measure something, you got to make sure it's manageable. Yeah. Like I know people who have these big old spreadsheets and they got to pop open the spreadsheet to put in their measurements and this and that. And it sounds very complex. 
But I mean, you know what? If it, if it works for them, that's great. But man. If you are one of those spreadsheet type people that thrive on that, awesome. We're not going to talk to you for the next few seconds. Okay. But for most of us, that completely overwhelms us. And look, how you do one thing is how you do everything. It might be a hard pill to swallow, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. So it means it's well intended. But this takes me back to when you taught us about integration. You know, it's a good intent to list 15 things that you're going to conquer every single day. Is it possible? Yes. Is it going to be draining? Probably yes. You know, is it going to be overwhelming? Yes. So there's certain things where if, just like what he did, he simplified. He simplified. If you can start with one or two and integrate those habits, because how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? And so it's just, I see it everywhere. It's how we're approaching our entire lives. It's I'm going to make this grand list of everything I'm going to improve by the next month. I'm going to double my income by the next month. I'm going to, you know, and yeah, there's some possible things in there. Absolutely. We don't want to hold you back. But if you are feeling helpless in 30 days because you didn't do all 15 habits all at once, all at one time, you know, you're not going to make a new list of just one or two and actually integrate those habits. Correct. And so simplify, simplify, simplify. And it's it's not saying you'll n- you're never going to do everything on your list. It's just saying you're actually giving yourself a chance to get there, right? And so it sounds counterintuitive, but simplify, simplify, simplify. And then, hey, if you can conquer the 20 seconds of meditating, you can move on to the 20 minutes, right? So it's that whole idea of conquer the bite-sized chunks and then go on to the marathons, you know? But I love how you did that. And I love how you describe that philosophy. And, you know, before, before soon, it's those things aren't individual habits. They're things you do. It's just Ricardo, right? He drinks his grains and he does this and he does this. He doesn't even need to list those. So that's the goal is who we are becoming, not a bashing yourself for where you're at and not thinking you're inadequate if you can't get all these things mastered in a month, you know? Correct. I think it's important. And for me, you got to, I had to find what works for me. So in the evening, I'll go through and see everything, my three things, which is drinking my greens, uh, doing my my Brandon Bouchard XPX journal, and working out for 20 minutes every other day. Mm-hmm. So either I go check it or I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a measurement. Like, you know, it'll give you percentages and it'll give you reports and all this other stuff. And I, when you look at that report to where you are, because it's real-time reporting, it's kind of like, oh, I kind of been dropping the ball on that one. Mm-hmm. Like I've been dropping the ball on the working out. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? I have to just decide to pick up and keep moving forward. But I have that measurement right there to see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like you measure your workouts. All of yeah. all of us who have iPhones and Apple Watches and Fitbits and all of this, you're measuring your workouts. Why do you measure your workouts? Because you want to measure your progress. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why not measure other things that matter? Exactly. Why not? I love that. Now that leads me to my next question. So when you aren't making progress, how do you turn it around? Or what do you do when you realize you are holding yourself back on your own progress? Well, what does it take for you to realize that? I guess that's my first question. I hate answering the question with a question because (laughs) Jesse gets on to me about that all of the time. If you aren't measuring it and on top of measuring it, it's probably going to hit you as a slap in the face. It's probably going to be something in life you're not prepared for because you didn't see the signs and the road signs leading up to it. You have to you have to prepare like 
Okay, let's take your decluttering. Okay. You have a big old pile of junk outside, right? Yes. Like what took what what took you to get to that point to actually put the stuff outside on the curb? Frustration. Okay, there you <laughs> Just go. Just being done, done with it. Get there it out of go. my house. <laughs> and then so when you got to that point of frustration, because let's just back it up. Right before that point of frustration, it was probably like, oh, I think I want to keep that. Oh, I don't know if I want to throw that out. Uh, we might actually use that sometime in the future. Leaving possibilities open. Yeah. Right. When you got to that point of frustration, all of that went out the window. Right. And yeah. then when all of those little excuses and like, I might need this, I might need that. I want to hold on to this. I want to hold on to that. Yeah. When that goes out the window, everything went out the door. Yeah. And Jesse asked a great putting, yes, what had to happen to make you make the first move? I saw a different possibility. So basically, yeah, Mike asked, hey, do you want to make that into your official studio room? And so finally, I had a bigger compelling vision for that room versus mm. what it had been, right? Which is, oh, well, eventually I'll get to that. Eventually I'll go through all those clothes and see if I want to sell them on Poshmark. Like y'all, the two years they've been sitting there hasn't helped me sell them on Poshmark. Okay. So it's just all these things that I'm like, what are you doing with your life? And so as that started, I mean, as far as just the clothes category, I have some to just donate. I have, we have some friends that donate a lot of to the homeless around Dallas, Fort Worth that I want to give a few trash bags of clothes to. And then I have, you know, very few that I maybe might sell, but I mean a bag for my mom. So it's just as soon as I allowed that resolution to happen and process that stagnant, just no pro lack of progress, but that stagnation that everything just sitting there in my house, the brain literally went to help me to it. And it's just I something that I literally was like, oh, should we start a new fish tank and keep that 80 gallon fish? No, no, I don't have time for a saltwater <laughs> fish tank in my life. Are you kidding me? Like, But once um, you started to measure this and started to have that, see, OK. Yeah. I don't know if you've realized this or not, but everything that you were just talking about, you were measuring it. That was a measurement. You were yeah. saying like, OK, you measured it against your current life situation. Do I have time to take on another fish tank to populate a full fish tank? Do I have the time? No. Which is the greatest resource in the world, right? right? But do I have the time? So you're measuring it against your time. Mm -hmm. You're measuring it against the time commitment that you know that it would take. Yeah. You're measuring it against how long it would actually take you to post every single little thing on Poshmark, right? And you're measuring it and saying, yeah. okay, that would take too long, but this is faster. And it's not really going to make a difference at this point. And that was a big lesson for me to the close because the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset, whereas I've been holding on to those clothes like, oh, well, I, I could get some money from them if I just take the time to post every, blah, 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 pictures blah, and blah, each, blah. all this stuff. I've been holding on to a little mannequin to take pictures on. OK, oh, <laughs> like, y'all, the problem's real. But basically, then I have the thought about then I have the thought, well, why? what if I just like round up a bunch of you know, women's clothing and run it out to Robert Rubio and let him work his magic and just, you know, distribute it where he needs to. That made me feel filled up. You know, there's another church that I was like, oh, I've talked about taking a bunch of clothes to that church. That feeling, money can't buy that, you know? And so granted, I haven't taken them yet. And so I need to set a time and a date this week to get that yes. done so I can fulfill those feelings. But that had way more weight than... Oh, let's hope I can get $5 per item on Poshmark. No, are you kidding me? 
it don't that's, at this point it don't matter. You just gotta no. get it done. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna have to see a picture of the mannequin. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're gonna have to send me a picture of the mannequin. Okay. I'm just Okay. It's or just or a maybe put it in or maybe put it in the background on the next recording. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's a little creepy. It's not a decor one like that. But anyway, but keeping hanging on to resources you no longer need. <laughs> Ask me how many years it's been since I've been a retail seller of clothing. Anyway. Oh, you guys, take it's a time breath. for spring Just cleaning. Take a breath. Okay. <laughs> but either way, everything that you just heard, Courtney, I'll reiterate. You heard her measure it against time. You heard her measure it against space. It's not just measuring progress. It's what are you measuring against? Are you measuring against the time that you already have, the prior commitments, the space in your room, the space in your house, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you in your life? You know, it's like, okay, if you're going to take this on, I need to measure it against this. Yeah. How much is time is it going to take? Do I have that time to give to it? Or what do I have to give up in order to to, to fulfill that? Right. Yeah. It's all measuring. You got it. And it's all part of measuring your progress. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have the time to give that fish tank, how much progress are you really going to make? Yeah. None. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That can bring someone else happiness. Right. Been there. Done. Correct. That. Yeah. Correct. And just to let Jesse know, because she's tuning in, I already turned the fish tank down. Yes. <laughs> she, Courtney <laughs> asked me if I wanted the fish tank, and I said... I'll bring it to your house on a nice stand. <laughs> I said, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Why? Because I'm thinking like 80 gallons. That's pretty big. And I... No. Oh, man. Saltwater tanks are beautiful, but man, comment below if you have had a saltwater fish tank, the headache that that is. Just y'all know. Takes like three months for them to get started anyway, just for the water to be healthy enough. Anyway, but (laughs) which metaphors? Yeah, back to the point. Literally, what projects are you holding off that if you actually were to think about it, you wouldn't do it? One, declutter those. Okay, get those out of the way. And then two, just three simple steps. Three simple steps on a goal you care about, on a goal that's a priority to you that you do want to give time and space to. Just pick three milestones. Just pick them. Milestones. You Absolutely. can always relabel them later when you get there and you're like, well, that's not accurate. That's not how I measured this. You don't know until you start, right? So just pick them and go. It's And if you have a huge simple. project that's starting to get overwhelmed, overwhelming, bring it back and set some milestones. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, work towards that first milestone. Because typically when it's a project, you can set these milestones where this has to happen, then this has to happen, and then this has to happen, and then I'm getting closer to my goal. Set those milestones. Mm -hmm. And then focus on that milestone and then still get focused to the big overall goal, but just give a lot of attention to that milestone, right? Yeah. It's important. It matters. It'll make you feel better. And it's all about turning the dial down on the on the sense of overwhelmment, of being overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. right? If you can turn that down just a little bit, how much better would you be? Mm -hmm. And how much more productive would you be without like, (sighs) you know, a good amount of stress is good and healthy because it gives you that drive of like, oh, let me get it done. But then it gets into that overwhelming anxiety. (sighs) That's not what we're going for. No, we need to dial that back just a little bit. Yeah. 
even if you need to make them such simple steps, even if it just needs to be, okay, addicts, this one I always talk about, don't put the pressure of, I will never have this for the rest of my life. Just focus on today. Just get to where you can get to the end of the day and celebrate and be like, okay, good job. I'm gonna do that again tomorrow. You know, so just practice that with your goal. Literally, simple, simple, simple. Where do you need to be at by noon? Where do you need to be at by 3 p.m.? Where do you need to be at by 6 p.m. with it? And then celebrate, repeat, you know, build that momentum. and done. Yes. Make it simple. Simplify it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with simplifying it. Mm. Yeah. Simplifying it. Yeah. Keep it simple, sunshine. I don't like the keep it simple, stupid. No. <laughs> keep what it was it? What was it? Keep K-I-S-S? it simple, sunshine. Yes. Keep keep it simple, sunshine. Yeah. Good point. Yes. Thank you go. so much for tuning in to another episode of Force for Growth. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Force for Growth. And remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.